last night what a night we had oh a great great night of cyber trivia i think it was fun was had by all still trying to figure out you know this is our 10th one we've done done 10 10 cyber trivia nights already good morning Cody and alex good morning to you guys Hey, um, yeah, Cyber Trivia. We were on it last, on it, doggone it, last night. Rainier, good morning. Good morning, Rainier. It is. It was a good night. Mike Bravo, I think. You know, we came out early when we were doing Cyber Trivia nights. We were doing these trivia nights, and out the gate early, Mike Bravo took the dramatic, commanding lead on these things, and. Uh, Ralph came in, evened it up. They took the lead, and then last night, in the Tour de Force, Mike Bravo took everything. He won the coffee, he won the cup, or t-shirt, whichever one he wants. Um, he swept the board, he came in, and now they're neck and neck. So Ralph and, and Mike Bravo are tied for who has the, the most wins on Cyber Trivia Night. If you haven't played Cyber Trivia Night, Next one's November 19th. They're free. The big thing, everybody seems to have a problem with Socrative. You gotta go to Socrative. It's another site, so you have to run you have to have two sites up or a website and an application. And that's that's the big thing. Is we stream it on YouTube and then we take the answers on Socrative. So you have to have Socrative to answer the questions. And you can do that through a web browser or you can download the app. My preference, the way I do it is I download the app and then watch um, and then watch the uh, live stream. Alex a says, uh, sorry, Miss Trivia, too many commitments. We know the life is hectic. We had one person join. They, they played a couple. Actually, they logged into like Socrative three times and they didn't like the pause. We've got like a little pause. We ask a question. We give you guys a time a time period to answer. And we know there's always like a five to ten second delay from when we say something, like to right now when I'm saying something, to when you hear it is like five seconds. So we gotta work that little five to ten second delay into it. But I thought it was I thought it was a great time. I thought it was a great time. Uh, I thought it was fun. Had beverage of your choice, grab some food, answer some questions. You know, uh, if you're into it, talk some smack on the channel, on the chat session. Um, it was it was fun. It was a fun time. Uh, but that drives us to today. Today we got some topics, some topics to talk about. It is Red Friday. Remember, remember everyone deployed. We got red everywhere. We got the red t-shirt. I do have the red go travel cup, though I'm not traveling anywhere. But we got the news. The news, the news of the day. What is going on today? You may want to ask what's going on today. Um, Cyber Command, Cyber, Cyber Command, Cybercom, Cyber Command is talking about the ping of death, the new ping of death. If you were around early, earlier in, in IT, probably the 80s, um, you remember the ping of death. It would kill systems. Uh, there's a new ping of death back, and... Uh, and it's it's back and it's it's mad I guess. There's a way we can fix it though. We can get around. It's pretty easy get around. We can fix this thing pretty easily. Um, we'll tell you how to do that today. Iranian hacker groups uh, are are out running some some ransomware junk. Oh, always ransomware guys. Always ransomware. Why they're using this is a different. There's a different reason why these guys are using it than than normal. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. 
D is up this morning saying good morning all. Good morning, everyone. Keeping things going. You know she runs all the social media, so if you see social media on Cyber Recon doing well, doing bad, we can uh, you know, give her the credit. She's actually making a, a good making a good uh, improvement on on our cyber our, our social media presence because we dang sure can't keep up with it. And then our top story today is is the cyber cybersecurity skill drought. Man, this is one like, I don't know if Eric's on. Eric's usually on pretty early. I don't know if he is. We've been talking, talking like crazy about, about this, this weird thing we got going on. So yeah, Dia's saying, yeah, she's trying. She's trying to keep that social media up and running. We're trying to get them all synchronized. There's so many of them. You do, if you're anyone on trying to keep a presence on social media, you need somebody just to, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's, there's Twitter, there's oh, a ton of things to keep up with. Way more than that. Way more than I can think of right now on a Friday, rainy Friday morning out here. And Eric, yeah, our, th our third story, I was thinking about you, Eric, when I was reading this third story this morning. is just the, the drought we have in cyber cybersecurity. And this is going, the article is going a little more into not only not getting qualified people in the field, into cybersecurity, but they're also talking about, well, there's another article I pulled up to go with this one. So you can't get people in the field. We're short getting people in the field, but then also the people working the field have a skill gap. So that's just crazy. It's crazy guys. But Eric will tell you, I mean, how do you get in the field? That's that we, 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 as this, cyber folks the, the the folks that have been in cyber around for a while we've been in, out here doing this for a while how do we fix the fact that people <clears throat> people want to get into cyber you have to have skills to get into cyber but you can't get skills until you get in so the whole catch-22 that's been around forever is how do you get how do we get people into this field um, how do we you know people are out there training like crazy people are training, they're getting certifications there. But then when they go see that hiring manager, when they try to get it through HR, they can't get through HR. So we gotta have a way to bring folks in. We gotta have a folks we gotta, gotta have a we have to have a way once folks are in the field. How do we where do we build a training path? Where do we build a career path? How do we help folks? And it's not a one-size-fits-all, obviously. It's not one-size-fits-all, but we have to have a way to do this. Good morning, Mike. Good to see you again. It was nice to see you last night. Um, fortunately, Mike faced the problem of not getting into Socrative last night in trivia, so he had all the answers but couldn't answer anything. So that's the rundown this morning. That's what we want to talk about this morning is... That's that last one. I want to give them as much time as possible to the last article and then the, the, the companion article I pulled up from, I think, November of last year. Um, I think this really needs this really needs a good, strong look. How, how we're going to take care of... How we're going to take care of the field, man. How are we taking care of the field? So let me do the intro. Move this stuff around first so I can be ready to do the intro. Gotta get that's that kind of morning. It feels like a Monday the way the day's going. So let's get the intro and then we'll be on to the news. Do 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 Here we go again. Here we go again on our own. Guys, YouTube, I don't know. It just t tells me. Tells me crazy stuff when I look over there. I look over there and it's telling me, telling me. Nobody's watching. I know people are watching. I see them down here. I see them on the other board. I see there's folks out there watching. But it is YouTube, so we know it does its own. Oh, dang thing. So we did, we started talking about this a little bit. Yesterday, we're talking about Patch Tuesday for Microsoft. 
U.S. Cyber Command, U.S. U.S. Cyber Command, Command, U.S. Cyber Command or Cybercom warns that users should apply the latest patch for Microsoft software to ensure they don't fall victim to exploitation attempts. Yeah, I recommend that too. Most important of these issues, Cybercam Man points out, is CVE 2020-16898. We talked about this one yesterday. A critical bug in the Windows TCP IP stack that can be triggered remotely to potentially achieve a remote code execution on the victim machine, which is hard. Don't, don't think that's the biggest vulnerability on this thing. I mean, it's the most impactful should it happen. But this other part of it um, is the Ping of Death, uh, the new Ping of Death 2, version 2 of the Ping of Death. So the remote code execution might be might not be easy to achieve. Sophos has demonstrated how the vulnerability can be exploited to cause a blue screen of death, which is why the company described this as the Ping of Death vulnerability. So addressed on the patch Tuesday, uh, this week, the flaw can be exploited through a specially crafted ICMP version 6 router advertisement packet sent to the vulnerable system. These packets are not handled properly. Both uh, Windows 10 and Windows Server are susceptible to the exploitation. Cybercom is saying, update your Microsoft softwares now so your system isn't exploited. 2020-16898. In particular, should be patched immediately as vulnerable systems could be compromised remotely. Yeah, remote execution is the worst we have to worry about in these worlds, right? Um, Mac- McAvee saying, we believe the vulnerability can be te- detected with simple heuristics that uh, parse all incoming ICMP version 6, six traffic. Uh, looking for packets with the ICMP version 6 field type of 134, indicating a router router advertisement and an ICMP version 6 option field of 25, indicating recursive DNS server. Um, That's going to be the, they call this thing bad neighbor. It's likely part of a bad neighbor exploit if you see those things. So if you're setting this up, if you're going to work today, you know, the vulnerability, it's just, dropping systems it's killing systems is why the people do this um i guess it could be used as a type of if somebody wanted to use it as an exploit ransomware i think it'd be hard to exploit that way but um really the risk of this thing is people just dropping your dropping dropping your systems um remote exploit is is obviously something to worry about the big thing is folks just dropping your systems off the network um Users are advised to apply the patches as soon as possible if that's not a viable option. Available workarounds, including disabling IP version 6 or blocking or dropping IP version 6 router advertisements at the network perimeter. Windows Defender and Windows Firewall failed to block the proof of concept when enabled. It's unknown yet if this attack can succeed tunneling ICMP version 6 traffic over IP version 4. Um, using 6 to 4 and other things. Uh, our efforts, McAvee's efforts, uh, to repeat this have not been successful to date. So big things, patch your systems if you can. If not, possibly, depending on what you got going on at your organization, block that ICMP version for advertising at your at your perimeter, at your firewalls. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. So Cybercom is out there doing their job, telling you what, what has to be done. To fix this thing. Craziness. Craziness, guys. Oh, the Iranians are in the news. Man, Iran. The state-sponsored folks. State-sponsored folks are the worst. This article from yesterday. Security researchers said they found clues linking recent attacks to the Thanos ransomware group of Iranian state-sponsored hackers. Um, Yeah, while investigating security incidents at several Israeli prominent organizations, several prominent Israeli organizations, 
Security researchers from ClearSky said they linked intrusions to Muddy Water, a known state-sponsored hacking group. I don't like when people do this. I like, just use the normal names, guys. Use the normal names. If you have to do the translation of the name, Muddy Waters is Static Kitten. If you have to remember, it's the thief. It's a Static Kitten. That's what this Iranian group is named as. They're gonna, they're gonna, this article is going to call them Muddy Waters. Their Static Kitten um, is the APT name. AP, AP name Muddy Water equals Static Kitten. I'd rather use just one name. Let's, let's not use all these different aliases for different APTs. So Static Kitten uh, would use phishing emails to carry out malicious Excel or PDF documents that when open would download install malware from the hacker server. They've also got a second way they're going to try to attack. Um, they're going to scan the internet for unpatched Microsoft Exchange mail servers and exploit this patch, uh, CVE 2020-0688. So if that's not patched, they're going to go after that one. If they can't get your end user to click on an email, they're going to go for the vulnerability in your Exchange server. ClearSky says the second stage malware wasn't any piece of malicious code, but a strain that has been seen and documented only once before. They call this thing Powgoop. It's a PowerShell-based threat. It's only been seen once, and that was in early September, and we used to install the Thanos ransomware, according to a report from fellow security firm Palo Alto Networks. Other Thanos malware or ransomware attacks have been used. I've used other malware strains to deploy ransomware, uh, namely the ubiquitous Goo Loader, completely different malware strain written in Visual Basic 6. Clear Sky says they stopped the intrusion before the attackers could have done any harm, but the company is now raising the alarms, the signs of uh, Thanos ransomware incidents. Thanos ransomware um, has been used as a means to destroy evidence of intrusion. So, in essence, Groups like these APTs, um, Static Kitten in this case, could go in and attack a network. And to cover their tracks, instead of trying to delete all that stuff, the easiest way they're using to cover their tracks now is just deploying ransomware on the system so that the, uh, the folks coming in to investigate can't see anything because it's all locked up with ransomware. The tactic of deploying ransomware to hide intrusions has been seen before by other state-sponsored operations and has been well-documented. It's noisy, though. I mean, you know, the big point, a lot of these APTs, a lot of these hacking groups want to get in, be stealthy, steal the information they need, get out without being without being noticed. Uh, if you throw ransomware on the network, you're obviously going to be noted, noticed, right? So recent version of Thanos also completely rewrite the MBR master boot record to prevent the system from booting at all. Static Kitten, they keep saying muddy water. I'm going to say keep saying Static Kitten. Stipping his toe into ransomware deployments might be related to the recent mounting political tensions and tensions and back and forth cyber attacks between Iran and Israel. Remember these attacks are pointed at Israel. Muddy Waters or Static Kitten has a long history of attacks. Most Past operations were geared towards very stealthy intelligence collection. Ransomware in any form is not stealthy and can be very dis destructive, especially when threat actors choose not to honor ransom payments and deliver decryption keys, something uh, Zadenberg says could be possibly, especially when viewed in the current political context. So they're saying, in this case, the, the static kitten is going to use ransomware as a cover for their, their, their attack, their breach. So if they do throw the ransomware there and they get the money, they're more than likely not going to give up their decryption keys just because the whole point of the attack of the ransomware was to cover the tracks of what they did, what they took, that kind of thing. If they pay the money, the Israeli firms pay the money, just extra, extra money these guys get, I guess. I don't, I wouldn't, in this case, very rarely do you see a ransomware attack where the victim pays the money and doesn't get the data decrypted because that breaks the whole, that breaks the whole playing field if you, if you pay the money and don't get decrypted, uh, less people are, it, it just breaks, less people will be likely to pay in the future. That's why essentially most of these ransomware operators, if you pay the money, they do decrypt your data. They, you know, they still have your data, most of them. They still have your sensitive data and they can do whatever they want with that. Not a good sign. Ransomware just, there's really no good, no good option with ransomware. As we talk about ransomware, like Eric, we were talking about Monday, 
ransomware is in the news every single day. If we're not finding ransomware uh, articles, I don't know what what, do we, what you call that day. What day you call that? For the big story, yeah, Cody, um, APTs, man. I just put a big exclamation point behind that. APTs. They're coming to get you. Coming to get you. Good Illy coffee. Mike won himself some Illy coffee last night. Big fan of it. And we've got the Mike's, Mike's soon to be can here. Ready to go. Ready to go. Eric's saying nonstop, man. Nonstop ransomware. So last, last up, last on the, the old Hitchin Post. Move that one over there somewhere. Screens everywhere. So this is an article from Security Boulevard on the Boulevard. On the Boulevard. Their line is uh, just what cybersecurities don't want to hear. The skill shortage is worsening. So three bullet points this uh this article starts with and a story from October 14th, a couple days ago. Cybersecurity skill gaps continues to get worse, according to the latest research. Among the top ramifications for cybersecurity teams are increasing workload, unfilled jobs, and the inability to learn um, or use cybersecurity technologies to their full potential. And finally, security and business executives need to work together to address the issue more effectively. I agree with all those things. All those things are true. The organization, um, who's this? This is um, Enterprise Strategy Group. Did a did a re, uh, some research, some surveying. They surveyed 327 global security and IT uh, professionals earlier this year. It's not a lot of people, but it's a small small groups. Hard to you know, it's hard hard to get cybersecurity people to fill out surveys and respond to them. Uh, most cybersecurity folks are cautious or hesitant to fill that stuff out to start with. So probably, I guess, 327 is probably a pretty good run. They probably tried to get over 1,000 people, but anyways. So they surveyed uh, 327, actually a really good engine from General Motors, 327. Uh, cybersecurity crisis continues to worsen for the fourth year in a row and has impacted nearly three-quarters of organizations. Top ramifications of the skill shortage include uh, it, for organizations uh, are increased workload, unfilled open job requisitions, and the inability to learn and use cybersecurity technologies at full potential, putting organizations at significant risk. And I think it's, you know, these are all true. That, that last one, cybersecurity leadership is quick to go buy a new tool. These tools are expensive telling expensive tools and then implement only portions of that tool and then the folks at the the engagement level the folks at the tactical level are running so fast to try to get stuff implemented and fight the fires of the day that a lot of times they don't have time to learn all of the features of these new tools just in time for leadership to throw to change tools or to throw another round of new tools on top of them so it's really mastering the tools you have get that finite set of tools, get a tight set of tools and use them to their maximum potential, right? The shortage has been going, skill, skill gap, I should say, this is a really shortage, skill gap has been going on for nearly 10 years. There's no significant progress towards the solution. 45% of respondents said the skill shortage and its associated impacts have gotten worse in recent years. What is needed, they say, is a holistic approach to continuous cyber security education where each stakeholder needs to play a role in collaborating rather than operating in silos. Yes. Plan people's careers. If you're a cybersecurity leader and you're out there, you're working, you need to sit down with your people and you need to plan their careers. And those careers may not be with you. They may be outside your organization. But you need to plan to move those people, those junior people, all the way through your organization and possibly somewhere else. Um, they may stay within your organization. But if you keep them within your company or within your the greater organization, that's even better for you. It goes back to the old joke, you know, the 
the uh, the IT guy and the HR person talking, and the HR person says, "Well, what if we train all these people, and they leave?" And the IT or the security guy says, "Well, what if we don't train them, and they stay?" So, you gotta do it. You gotta put money into training. Organizations have to put money into training. And people, if you're in this field, you guys already know this. You're up in, in morning listening to the cyber news. You know, you gotta put the time in. You gotta put the time in. Um, Seventy percent of the cybersecurity professional surveyed don't have well-defined career paths, and this is a historical uh, and historical solutions, and that's uh, only compounding problems. Cybersecurity careers depend on hands-on experience, and that requires a job. And so we talked about earlier that catch-22. When asked what was most important for their career development, hand-on hands-on experience or security certifications, more than half of the respondents chose hands-on experience. However, 44 said hands-on experience and certifications are equally important. The combination of experience and certification requires the right job, and the right career path, but few security professionals are achieving this combination. You got to, you know, don't float. man. If you're in a situation where somebody's not helping you with this, and Alex, this is what we got to kind of work out with that uh, mentorship program. How we take somebody from where they're at today, whether that's in the cybersecurity field, if they're working in this field now, they're trying to get in to where they're at in 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. What's that path look like to get to them where they want to go? So that, mean, that means the person that's that's in, that's sitting there in the hot seats, the person being mentored, they have to say honestly where they want to be in 10 years. Maybe it is maybe it is a SOC analyst. Maybe 10 years from now, maybe they're a SOC analyst now, and in 10 years they want to be a SOC analyst, but the best SOC analyst they can be. Or maybe they want to be a director or a CSO or whatever. We have to figure out where they want to be and what's the right path to get them there. And it's not all send them off to college, right? Coyote is going to tell us. Very true. No specialization. Yeah, we have a lot of people that are generalists. Well, that's good. A generalist is good. If you're a deep specialist, you can almost write your own ticket. As long as you, as long as you pick the right specialization to go in. Uh, some companies they no longer pay for certifications uh, at front. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of organizations are going to make you get the certification first, and then they're going to reimburse you. And that what they're re reimbursing for definitely is coming down. Um, and if you're in consulting, consulting seems to still pay for a whole bunch of stuff because the more you get, the more they can market you for because you are essentially. As I was a consultant for a number of years. As a consultant for a company, you're essentially the product. You're the cattle. So you have to have good good credentials so that they normally in consulting. If you're with one of the big ones, you know, Accenture or Booz Allen or you know, those ones, a lot of times you're going to get the ability to go do essentially whatever certification you want. Um, other places, if you're an employee from a company, normally you're going to get decent training and one or two certifications a year. And if you're in the government, good luck, guys. I know they're cutting your budget like crazy. Um and I don't even know what's an option for the government. If, gov government contract, if you're a government contractor, the government's not giving you anything because you're supposed to have that. But for government employees, I don't know what, what you folks get anymore. Um, but that path needs to be built. And you want to make sure that people are taking training that's on that path and not some shiny object that comes up or somebody that sells them something. So the story continues. Years, um, the report says it takes years to become proficient a proficient cybersecurity professional, about 40% of surveyors says it takes anywhere from three to five years to develop real cybersecurity proficiency, and 22% say it takes two to three years, and 18% say more than five years. I think to get proficient is about five years, and then somewhere between five and 10 to become skilled, very, very technical at this. Uh, but you have to have a plan. You got to have, you gotta have some place to drive it. Um, this means uh, cybersecurity professionals should be viewed as long-term investments, not immediate problem solvers. That brings up another problem here. Is most people, most people today, don't stay long-term with an organization because it's not in the organization's best interest, and generally it's not in the person's best interest to stay, stay a long-term with an organization. Especially out here in, like in D.C. in these big metro areas, people go from one job to another very quickly. And I'm saying quickly like, one to three years they're going from one job to another that's not it's hard to see, see somebody's long-term investment when 
the chances are they're going to be gone in three years. Um, so you got to make the workplace someplace people want to stay. You got to make your organization someplace people want to stay. Um, makes it hard. Makes it hard. About two-thirds of respondents think the organization should be doing somewhat or a lot more to address cybersecurity challenges. Yeah, probably true. Yeah. Cody, factoring in prior IT experience, three to five years. You're thinking three to five years to get, if you come from an IT background, to get skilled in cyber? That's probably that's probably a good. It's definitely better if you come from the help desk and went into servers or went into network. If you've got that background already, um, you, you're, you're moving out in cyber. You got a little head, heads up. <clears throat> All right, 29% of organizations think they should be providing significantly more training, and 28 say they're not providing enough training for non-technical employees. Based on four years of research, training seems to be a perpetual shortcoming. Alarming the, alarmingly, there seems to be no plan for improvement. I remember when I took my first job, my first job out of the military. In the military, I'll tell you what, say what you want about the military. I know that this is the way the Army worked. Um, if you want it, you can get as much training. You, they will cram training down your throat if you want it. I did some, uh, some exceptional training in the Army for this field. And some of that was when I was in the reserves. Um, when I got out of the active army and moved to the reserves, and it would go into Carnegie Mellon for graduate school stuff. I mean, who does that? I wouldn't have done it without the army, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, there's there's opportunities. I don't know if you want to enlist in the army. That's hard hard run to get get there, but it'll get you there. Get your clearance too. Um, yeah, there's no plan for improvement. You gotta have that. Gotta have a plan. Have a plan for your yourself. Have a plan for your people. If you're, you're if you're people, if you're in charge of people, if you're a people manager, have a plan for every single one of your people, and don't just have it for this year. Don't just say get some training next year. Have a plan. Sit down with them and say, where do you want to be? Where do you want to be next year? Where do you want to be in three years? Maybe three years they're going to say, I want to be done. I want to be out of this field. I want to be retired. Good on you. You're here. Let's let's plan for that. Yeah, yeah. Train like your yeah. Train like your life. Very true. Train like your life depends on it because really it does. And when there's there's a couple things to keep you. I remember uh, that same company, AG Edwards. We spun off and became our own IT IT company. Where uh, it's a weird spinoff, but we got our first CSO came in for the new IT company. He said his first address to the entirety of the company was keep yourself employable. And he paused and he said maybe not here but keep yourself employable. So do the best you can for the job you have now, but always be ready. Always have that backup plan. Should they come to you tomorrow and say, hey, we've got to take, we've got to cut 15% of the people, make sure your resume is ready to go. Make sure your skill set's ready to go to the next thing. Make sure you're looking at what's going on in the market today. If you wonder what's going on in the market today, you know, a lot of people can tell you cloud. Cloud and virtualization, cool. Cloud and virtualization is truly, yeah, that's there. But what are you talking about cloud? It's cloud specializations. It's Kubernetes. It's Docker. It's being able to do Terraform. Um, it's not just generic cloud. You can't go in and say, hey, uh, potential employer, I'm, I'm pretty good at the cloud. I know infrastructure as a service. I know software as a service. Um, I know platform as a service. I know these things. Yeah. You got to be able to say, hey, I know how to use Docker. I can use, I can use Kubernetes. I know how to use Terraform modules. Um, I, I know how to write Ansible scripts. You got to be able to, if you're going to be there, that's it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. On the other side of the, yeah. DevSecOps. Uh, that DevOps is, you know, the development operations cycle is moving from that traditional. We used to have that development environment, test environment, and then production. Now it's all going on in this DevOps. And now, as Coyote has said, DevSecOps. We, we've shoved security in there because security's got to be in DevOps. You got to know that. Get in that stream. Learn. We're all pretty good at this traditional waterfall project management. You're going to have to know Agile because DevOps is Agile. It's moving fast. It's two-week sprints. It's They're going to try to move some kind of product forward. You're going to have to be able to move security into that product before they go forward. They may say, hey, in, in the last product we had two weeks ago, we didn't have wireless. Two weeks from now, we want to have wireless. 
You can't say, hey, if you're going to have wireless, you need these controls in place. So build this in the sprint. Ah. Ability to keep up with cybersecurity challenges and the results indicate the need to improve. 70% uh, think cybersecurity technologies and service vendors should be doing a lot more or somewhat more, do a lot more. And the same number think the cyber community at large should be do some, do, doing somewhat or a lot more as well. The cybersecurity gap cannot be addressed by simply filling the pipeline with new people. You just can't throw the people at it. You got to throw skilled people, or if you're going to throw people at it, you got to give them a plan to get from A to Z. Um, said Candy Alexander, board president of ISSA International. Uh, Alex, we ever heard of those guys? ISSA? Um, what's needed is a holistic approach starting with public education, comprehensive career development and planning, and career mapping. Yes, I agree with all of that, Candy. Um, all while supporting the integration with the business. Um, John Olsick, Senior Principal and Analyst at ESG Fellow. While we're making some fragmented progress, the same issues present themselves year after year, including a shortage of skills, undertrained employees, and the stress caused by career, uh, by their career in cybersecurity in the cybersecurity field. Yeah, this is this is a stressful field. You got to stay up on technology. I mean, operating system change, network system change, the threat changes. I mean, who would have thought ten years ago we'd be worried about people breaking in and and stealing your data and and encrypting it? Yes, ISSA is a great org for security. I ISSA Nova out here in Northern Virginia, if you have the opportunity to hang out with those folks. Great group of people. Great group. And a big, big group out here in, in the Northern Virginia area. I don't know if it's still, it was the biggest one in the in the world, right? ISSA, ISSA Nova, the Northern Virginia chapter was, probably still is, the largest ISSA group in the world um, and obviously a good good group <coughs> good place to go to network to meet people in this field and just see what's going on so the other half the one i pulled up i pulled this other story and i need to throw it in the show notes because i pulled it up after i did the show notes um talks about the cybersecurity workforce gap this is from a organization called the CSIS, which is the Center for Strategic and International Studies. It's a think tank. It's rated number one by Global Go-To Think Tank Index. I don't know if that's the index they run or something. It says, 82% of employers report a shortage of IT skills and 71% the talent gap causes direct and measurable damage to other or to their organizations. According to CyberSeek, initiative funded by the National Institute or a National Institute National Initiative for Cybersecurity Education, or NICE, you hear about NICE, I hear NICE all the time. In the United States faced a shortfall of almost 314,000 cybersecurity professionals as of January 2019. It's not too long ago, about a year. Well, okay, it is getting a little bit ago. Um, to put this in context, the country's total un unemployed... Let's see. To put this in context, the country's total unemployed cybersecurity workforce is just 700... Oh, employed. Sorry, I'm saying... No wonder I can't read this. can't read the article right. Let me start that start that all over again. Okay, to put this in context, the country, the United States, total employed cybersecurity workforce is 716,000 people. And we're 314,000 short. According to data derived from job posting, the number of unfilled cybersecurity jobs has grown by 50% since 2015. By 2022, the global cybersecurity workforce shortage um, is projected to reach upwards of 1.8 million unfilled positions. That's in the United States. Um, the other article, article I say, it says that um, 
this and this one this is from info security they're pulling their data from somewhere from isc squared and they talked to 3200 professionals worldwide and they are saying the number of unfilled positions stands now at globally stands at 4.07 million professionals up from 2.93 million last year and this is this is like november of 2019 i think Yeah, some jobs are hard to fill. Specific, as we talked about, yeah, if you if you zero in on that specialization, you, you're gonna. You can, sometimes you can write your own ticket, man. Um, CIS reported a human capital crisis in cybersecurity found the in the United States. Um, not only has a shortage of the highly, <laughs> there we go, exactly what you're talking about, highly technical skilled people required to operate and support systems already developed but also even more desperate shortage of people who can design secure systems, write secure computer code, and create even more sophisticated tools needed to prevent, detect, mitigate, and reconstitute from damage due to failures and malicious acts. CSI found, uh, CSIS found that IT professionals are still, consi still considered technical skills like intrusion detection, secure software development, and attack mitigation to be the most difficult skills defined among cybersecurity operators. So what's the point, guys? What's the point of all this? Yeah, folks, and I, I talk to folks uh, a bit. Um, I see people trying. They're knocking on the door to get into cybersecurity. They're knocking, and they don't have, you know, to Mike's point, they don't have this, 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 you know, very specific skill set because you got to get in the field to develop that very specific skill set. But we leave them outside. We're like people for months and years trying to get into cybersecurity can't get in. But, you know, according to these guys, they're saying there's 300,000 unfilled positions. Crazy. 314,000 unfilled positions. Shortfall. Then you got other people trying to get in and can't get in because they can't meet these crazy job postings or job requirements that hiring managers are too lazy to update and they give them to HR and HR doesn't understand what they're filling so they're going entirely off the job posting and the job posting hasn't been updated for three years and it's asking for somebody that has a master's degree and a CISSP and um, 10 years experience to bring somebody at entry level uh, security operations center that's how we're killing her that's part of the that's part of the reason is lazy hiring managers. Now, I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say that's that's on the table, guys. That's if you're if you're a hiring manager, you're and you're not updating your job postings to be accurately reflect, reflecting the position you're hiring for. Part of this on you. That's why you're not getting the positions you need. That's why you're not getting the filled filled positions. The other part is if you've got a workforce, build a map for them. Tell them here's your you know. Ask them point blank, how long do you want to work in this group, the group you're running? And then where do you want to go? Hopefully it's within your same organization. Hopefully they're just going to move from one place to another within your organization. And you can spend time building them up and getting them set to go to that new place. Um, with the mentoring, if you have the opportunity to be a mentor, we'd love I'd fill the form out on Cyber Recon. There's a mentor form, mentorship form out there. Fill, be a mentor. Get a couple people and help build their map. Maybe they're not even cyber. Maybe they're in, you know, Monday. We talk to folks. Someone's from soccer. Comes from the background of soccer, right? They led people in soccer teams and development in and that skill set. If they they could lead there, they could probably lead here. Transition, help transition people from where they're at today to where they want to be, and then use those skill sets they've already developed to help build that map out. I know I'm kicking a dead horse here probably, but you got to do it. If you're the person that's been around a while, help build those maps. If you're new and you're trying to get somewhere, figure out where you want to go. That's a big thing.
It's hard in cybersecurity because sometimes you're on the outside. You don't even know what cybersecurity jobs are there. How many of you guys know there's a job threat intel hunter? I mean, who knew that, right? Requirements for the field are constantly evolving, which means more to learn for both cyber employees and hiring managers. Yeah, yeah, when I, I, I've been in this field like, I don't know, 25 or 30 years now. All the, this stuff, you know, we started back then was mainframes. Now we're kind of using the same principles with cloud, but wireless has come along. That's ubiqu ubiquitous now, ubiquitous. That's everywhere, I'll say it that way. Um, mobile computing. Distributed computing, um, a remote workforce, cloud computing, automotive computing, all these things. Now self-driving cars, Internet of Things, all new things. You're exactly right, uh, Coyote. This, and next year it'll be something new. There'll be a new technology and a new security tool and a new something, and you've got to stay on top of it. And that's why you got to pick pick that. And that's, I, I, you know, I'll go back to Alex's com comment. Let me pull that back. You know, this is a good place to go. It used to have, it used to be, you know, before the pandemic, you could go to meetings and you'd go there and someone would get up. They say, hey, uh, uh, I'm just learning about technology X. And then 80 people in the room would go, I never even heard of that before. And then they can talk about it and explain it. And, and then 15 people go off to start learning it and it starts building people in that, in that, that field. Get around people, you figure out what's going on, what what skills are needed, what shortages are there. And a lot of times they're just straight up, straight up training. I was always a big fan. Alex, you know me, I was a big fan of the social events, the Christmas socials and that kind of stuff. But yeah, always always good stuff. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying think about think about things. Think about you and the people you support. You and the people you're you know, if you're a leader. You are responsible for your people. Don't be that leader that goes in and just points and manages. Be a leader. Go in and lead people. Help, you know, there's nothing, and I've seen this in the, in the military before, nothing better than working for one of your soldiers later, right? That means you did your right, the job right in training them up. Don't think it's bad to have someone, you know, I, I wouldn't mind at all if somebody that was working for me today was my boss at some point in the future. That means it means they, they got set on the right path by somebody. Hopefully it was me. So that's my two cents. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly change, which means more to learn for both cybersecurity employees and hiring managers. Know what you're hiring for. The HR folks, the HR folks aren't going to be able to take your PD, your job description, position description, they're not going to be able to take that and translate it into something. They're not going to understand what you're asking for, what you think you want by putting it down. you got to be very specific in that because HR people are HR. They're in the HR field. They're not in the cyber field. you got to tell them exactly what you're looking for. They'll go try to find it. Hopefully they will find it for you. So that's my, uh, I'm going to get off my soapbox, guys. I'll get off my soapbox. It is the weekend. Hopefully you guys got good plans for the weekend. I'm saying go out there, take care of your friends, your family, your coworkers, your organization. Uh, of course, this is a community. We're trying to take care of each other. Uh, next next uh, trivia night's the 19th of November. Throw that on your calendar. Tell your Echo device or your Google Home, whatever. Tell it. Remind me. Next Cyber Trivia Night is the 19th. Check out the social media. I know we got the Facebook, Facebook page out there running. Of course, the YouTube is up and running. Um, lovely D, lovely D, I think is getting Instagram. Maybe today we'll get that worked out. Wait for Alex's comment to come through. Always takes a second. Takes a second. Be like the five-tool baseball player. Learn deep technical, business technical, communication presentation skills, financial business awareness, and building your team. That's a great list. Great. Great list, Alex. That needs to be a PowerPoint slide or something on its own. Y'all should, I'm going to leave this up here. You guys screenshot that, take a picture of it, write it down. I think these are five great points. Deep technical, 
business technical. You got to be able to, the business folks aren't going to learn your technology. They're not going to, they're not going to learn to talk to you. You've got to learn to talk to the business folks. And when I say business, I mean, if you're in the government and you're supporting an organization that's not necessarily a business, learn what the, that organization, learn what the operators of the organization, learn how they speak, learn what they do, because they're not going to learn what you do. Communication and presentation skills. Yes. Be able to speak to people, to be able to present effectively. And unfortunately, that's that PowerPoint ranger, right? Um, and financial business awareness and building your team. Build a team. Definitely. Thank you, Alex, for throwing that out there. I'm going to leave that for a second. You guys screenshot that thing. I think it's worth it. Trivia was helpful. Lots of net network questions were very tough. We're tough. Tough. Mako, as Alex will tell you, Mako likes to trip folks up on Trivia Night. I think he's already start next week. He's probably going to start building questions for the next Trivia Night. So that's all I got to say, guys. That's all I got to say. You know. can do this all day, Captain A. You can do this all day. Hopefully you don't have to. You guys go out there. Think about those folks that are downrange, deployed somewhere, keeping us all safe. Whatever service, branch of their service they're in, contractors, consultants that are overseas. Folks overseas that are out there doing what they need to do, not because they asked to do it, not because they wanted to go where, where we sent them, but because we sent them as a country. We sent them wherever they're at. So remember they're out there. It's raining. I'm sitting inside. It's raining outside there. You know, I don't know. Combat arms guys are probably just sitting in the rain somewhere. Or the heat. So anyways, take care of your friends, your family, co-workers. Take care of each other. Take care of your organization. From Mike Braboth, I'll throw it out there. Go get some today. You guys have been great. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday morning, bright and early at uh, 7.30 right here. Go check out the Facebook channel. It's, it's, it's a long term. It's Cyber Recon Training. All one word. No, hy no hyphen in that one. Um, because they won't let you use hyphen. So we can't keep it consistent. But if you look for the Facebook group, Cyber Recon Training, you'll find us. And anyways, be good, and we'll see you on Monday. Thanks for everything.